Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. If you're treating veterans with PTSD, VA's National Center for PTSD can help. The PTSD Consultation Program offers free expert consultation and resources to providers. We won't ask you to fill out any forms, and we respond to requests within a day. To learn more on this easy-to-use program, visit ptsd.va.gov consult. Again, that's ptsd.va.gov consult. Hey there, everyone, and welcome. It's the 49th episode of the Unfiltered and Undiscovered podcast, and I'm sitting here in Brisbane. We've got a little bit of rain outside. We've had two days of heat waves that Adelaide sent to us from last week. And of course, sitting there in Adelaide with a, a, a can of Kangaroo Island's finest, uh, let's uh, welcome Tate Bragg. How are you, Braggy? I'm very good, mate. And it's a lovely day here. A little bit windy, but sunshine, 25 degrees. So gorgeous yeah. weather. No rain like you've got there. Oh, it's, it, but we needed the rain. It's been so hot. Yeah, the last two days have been real stinking. So okay. it's now we've got a couple of really good episodes coming up. I don't want to jinx them because every time I announce something, something happens that fall, falls over. But um, everyone, please listen for the next couple of weeks. We got some great interviews with some great musical talent from back in the day. Back in the day, it's so exciting. So well, these 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 guys were you know they they broke ground. In the eighties, oh, you know, they, they, they were, they were leading the the charge. Absolutely, and and there's so much relevance around what they did back in the day to what's happening now, and I guess that's part of the reason why I've prepared tonight's show, which is all about the some of the songs that shaped Brisbane, right? So, Love it. as everyone, as everyone who listens to the show knows that I'm a a uh, very strong uh, Bis- Brisbane music fan back in the 80s mainly underground independent music and uh, when we were just scratching around for an idea on the show I said Braggy can I just do you know seven songs that shape Brisbane and he said yeah let's do it so that's what we're doing so what are some of the bands that you know came from Brizzy Braggy uh well obviously the biggest well, I think the biggest band's probably Powderfinger right yeah um, um, the Go-Betweens is a, a massive band from that time that you're talking about and the Saints yeah, possibly the first ever punk band in the world people say yeah. don't know if that's true or not you might have a better idea on that um, who else? hey what about the Bee Gees man? <laughs> yeah I, I suppose their huh? birthplace was in Brisbane yeah. eh? and, so, you know, my mum used to share stories about the Bee Gees because she was a young girl when they were playing around some of the pubs in northern New South Wales. I guess, so, if, you, I guess if, you, if you put it in context, Tony, Brisbane in the 80s, <coughs> the, I think the reason a lot of great bands came out and a lot of new music and new music ground was broken then, it's, it's probably like Liverpool in the 60s, you know? It's a yeah. working town, it's a... 
it's not really it's not London, it's not Sydney. Yeah, it's a back yeah. backwater sort of place, and people are trying to get out of there any way they can. It, the the, the Riptides were a, a, a Brisbane band who you may or may not hear about later on, but they put out a song called um, Lonely Old Sunday, and it was all about uh, Brisbane just sleeping on a Sunday. There yeah. was nothing nothing to do. Yeah. And um, it's that was the sense. And when you think of the uh, the independent bands that were going around, Cindy Sid, Sydney had this real vibe, and everyone thought you had to go to Sydney to make it. Mm. And then Melbourne thought they were better than Sydney, mm -hmm. so much so that a band in Melbourne called the Zimmerman put out a a song called "Don't Go to Sydney." Yeah, and and so you've got this real. Um, it's a. It was just such an amazing scene to be part of, and yeah. you had these Brisbane people who sort of felt that they weren't quite where they needed to be. But when you go back and you look at some of the music and you listen to it, yeah, they had such a diverse. Uh, a, yeah. a musical industry, and let's not forget that we had a you had a pretty oppressive uh, government there with yeah. Mr. Bajocki Peterson. Absolutely, and it's interesting that while we talk about this, we're going into another form of the Fitzgerald inquiry. Yes, so. <laughs> what goes around comes around. <laughs> it's Queensland after all. So <laughs> the first band I'm going to talk about is probably going to be a bit of a surprise that I'm going to talk about them so early, and and the song is. Are probably going to be a bit of a surprise. So I'm going to talk about the go-betweens. Now, there's not too many bands, I'd imagine, in Australia that have a bridge named after them. And one of our major toll bridges here in, in the city is named the Go-Between Bridge and after the go-betweens. So that gives you an understanding of the legacy that this band um, had. They formed in 77 and they sort of broke up in 89. Now, the majority of the time, the most known... Uh, band members uh, Rob Robert Forster and Grant McLennan, um, and they were joined at various stages along the way. But Rob Vickers, one of the original bass players, once again, and you're going to hear this a lot during my <laughs> tonight around my school, Corinda High and Oxley High. There, it was just such a music vibe, and Rob went to uh, Oxley High, I believe. And wow. And then Go Between sort of cut ground with Lindy uh, Morrison as the drummer as well. And there, yes. that, that, what, there wasn't a lot of female drummers going around in no. those particular days. So uh, the real genius in the Go Betweens, and I'm sure you you appreciate this, is the songwriting. It was the chemistry between Forster and McLennan. And largely left alone on the charts, unfortunately, both here and in the UK with our ultimately more popular and it's probably challenging to call them a Brisbane band. They formed in Brisbane but they spent more time overseas than what they actually did in Brisbane. Oh, but their music is so Brisbane. It is. So it they're is. definitely a Brisbane band. It couldn't be they couldn't have come from anywhere else. <laughs> uh, Grant McLennan unfortunately passed away through from a heart attack back in I think it was 06. Um but um, they actually named one of the Queensland Music Awards after him. They've, they've called it the Grant McLennan Lifetime Achievement Award. So, you know, once again, part of that legacy. Now, the song I'm going to play is probably going to surprise many people because they're probably expecting me to pull out Lee Remick, which was one of their, their very first song put out on the Able Records, Lee Remick, um, and or Karen. 
or which was I the B side. I love how you've got all the props there as well. Yeah, uh, which was, um, you know, Karen. I, I remember seeing the, the go-betweens at the University of Queensland Refectory and they played Karen as one of their encores and Karen is such a simple song. It's Karen, yeah, yeah, Karen. And the whole crowd was just jumping up and down. So for a, for a band like the Go-Betweens, they probably didn't... That, that was as close to the mosh pit as what I, I think you got when they did that song. But, you know, some of their more well-known songs, of course, Spring Rain, uh, Streets of My Town. But the song I'm going to play is uh, a song that was actually, in 2001, was awarded by the... Um, the Australian Performing Rights as uh, Association as one of the top 30 songs. Now, when you consider the best the go-betweens ever did in Australia was number 80 on the top 100, with and that was, I think, with Streets of Our Town. Yes. It's, um, it's quite phenomenal that a song builds a legacy after that to be named in the top 30 songs. And, of course, I'm talking about Cattle and Cane. So for people that know this song, um, Good choice. it's just a beautiful song. It's uh, quite uh, drifting and quite enigmatic in its, in its lyrics and it's a reminder of all those times, uh, the Queensland, out in the sun, out in the timber. and uh, It's Cattle and Cane, mate. Here it is. <laughs> I've got so many I've got to try and keep these oh. to just below but that's such a beautiful song and it's interesting even when he describes his own music McLennan's a real poet he called that it's um it's not nostalgic he says it's a sloppy yearning for the past <laughs> but what about the film clip Tony yeah it, it's like they're they're in 
a shed on a cane farm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or a cattle farm, you know? With the, just the clip. But just, you know, the film clip itself. It's like that's where they're in. They're in a shed. You can just, you can smell you the can cattle and the it. cane. Yeah. And the interesting thing, he, he wrote that to please his mother. And, um, and the funny thing was, um, because where the mum lived, they didn't have 240 volts electricity. So he had to sing it to her down the phone. So, wow. Pretty cool. So now I'm going to take a complete abrupt turnaround and I'm going to talk about a band called The Pineapples from the Dawn of Time. So okay, <laughs> I don't know this band. <laughs> but and, I love that uh, name. Uh, Pineapples from the Dawn of Time. They're a psychedelic punk band and really limited time they actually played together um, in reality. I think it was between 85 and 87 they played. But they put this song out and it's a it's a, a, a song that it's just an absolute uh, classic for Queensland. Uh, it began as a quartet. They dressed up. They had ridiculous costumes. They they really tapped into that 60s counterculture. So what what years are we talking here for this band? Uh, this is um, 85 and 87 they played. They came back and reformed to some degree in uh, 2000. So and then they came back and performed at uh, Pig City, which was a huge event that they had at Queensland Uni honouring, um, you know, the musical history of Queensland. Okay. So this song, uh, the 60s counterculture, and they had, a, a unfortunately, a bit of an icon around that Charlie Nansen area. Right. But um, when you see this, this is the film clip. Now, they really released this song, I think, in 08, and it's a much cleaner and crisper version, but this is the song that they put out, and it's a song that's called Too Much Acid. <laughs> Francisco, Purple Haze, Groovy Guru, Vegetarian.
So you can just you can just imagine all those little go-go dances, can't you? So like in the sixties, the Beatles tried to disguise it by singing "Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds," LSD. Yeah. Hendrix started singing about purple haze and different things like that. These guys, they're just going to go straight out there. <laughs> Too much acid. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. If you're treating veterans with PTSD, VA's National Center for PTSD can help. The PTSD Consultation Program offers free expert consultation and resources to providers. We won't ask you to fill out any forms, and we respond to requests within a day. To learn more on this easy-to-use program, visit ptsd.va.gov slash consult. Again, that's ptsd.va.gov slash consult. There's no disguising it. We're just going to sing about what it's about. <laughs> yeah. It, um, and they, they were so much fun. I um, have to admit I didn't see them too much in their heyday. But um, when they performed at Pig City, they were just amazing. And you can imagine a lot of years had passed. They were 20 years older, I think. and um, But they were just a, a much more finely tuned um, band. So that was the pineapples from the dawn of time. So we've got the psychedelic <laughs> 60s and we've got the go-betweens, which is like this intricate little thing. And one of the things that always amazed me about Brisbane is that if you you would go potentially to see the pineapples at the dawn of time on a Friday night? Where would at, you see them, Tony? Where what places? Uh, there was a, a little place called the Love Inn, and um, <laughs> and up above uh, <laughs> on the, in the city on the second, in the city. Yeah, I was in the valley, in the valley, uh, yeah. Ann Street, the valley, and yeah. uh, on the floor above uh, the where they had the bands play was always was a the old dodgy casino. So. Every oh, now and again, okay. the place would get raided by coppers, not because of the band and the music, oh, but the, because the brown of paper bag on. for the coppers. <laughs> so, but um, pineapples at the dawn of time. Let's talk wow. Pig City. So, now Pig City has become um, like it started life as a song. It was an independent song. It was released in '83 by a band called The Parameters. Yep, and it's a real crack at the corrupt and authority aspects that we saw within the Bajelki peterson government. Um, it became... Uh, Andrew Stafford then wrote a book yes, about I've read the using book. Um, Pig City. And then it became a music festival in 2007. So, so this Pig City um, terminology became sort of synonymous with Brisbane. But it's almost like a historical artefact. Well, remember when... Um uh, Rodney Rude was banned from coming to Queensland and he came and he dressed up as a pig like a policeman, <laughs> remember? Just, so, yeah. It's yeah. a theme that, so, runs, a theme that uh, runs strong in, in Brisbane. Absolutely. So this is a band called The Prometers and when, once again, they played at Pig City in 07 at Queensland Uni. And interestingly enough, um, we were just there between bands, you know, how you're just sort of waiting around. Uh, yeah. I think we we're just about to get into like a band like the Riptides or something. 
And then all of a sudden, these old guys, these old guys seriously wearing cardigans came out on stage, right? And the one had a sax and, you know, we didn't think too much of it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they rip into Pig City and we're just going, oh, my God. And it, it could have been anyone's granddad up there. And I, I suppose we all get old, don't we? But um, Well, they, they, see, they, had a, they had a message. Yeah, they certainly they? did. So this is uh, Pig City. You go downtown, just beware. Pig City, there's a demonstration in the square. Pig City, the boys in blue are everywhere. Pig City, see the blacks in the park. Slam, hear the dogs bark. Pig City. They're keeping the city safe after dark. Pig City. The Minister for Corruption's working late. Pig City. What's a piece of the action in race, eh? Pig City. No SP here, he's ringing in the state. Pig City. The blacks at Arakoon have to go. Pig City. To keep big business on the go. Joe gets shares in Camalco. Big City. Who was the bad man? Who was the hit man? Big City. Who were the front men? Who were the big men? Big City. In the national scam. Big City. Did they did wow. they miss anyone? Wow! <laughs> I think they took That's, a shot at just great. about everyone they possibly could. So that, that was that music is it's not it's not really scar, but it reminded me a lot of scar, which is around the same time. Don't you yeah, think? with the with the saxophone, yeah. it's not quite scar music, but the bass prominent. Yeah, the drums absolutely and. I'm happy to be corrected, but I think that that, uh, well, I believe that that song was the only song that band ever put out. I don't out. know. So, yeah. yeah. So, so what, year, um, what so, year is that, Tony? Uh, Pig City was 83. 83. Now, I'm going to yeah. play another song now that's around the same sort of a theme, but back in the, and and you, you've talked about this a, a couple of times, um, the police investment in the music scene in Brisbane was often to get there and, you know, stop things and bash people and arrest them. And, you know, it was just this real problem. And um, no one really had a lot of faith uh, putting out, uh, doing an event or putting out stuff. It wasn't uncommon for both, uh, for police, both the uniformed and what they called the special branch plainclothes to regularly break up concerts. And this was one of the band's, 
that had their concerts regularly broken up. Now, the band's called Razor, the song's called Task Force, and interestingly enough, in the show notes, I'm going to provide a link back to a Facebook page that shows this same band in 2018, obviously a lot older, but playing the song with the same sort of spirit, and I think it's a a fantastic um, replication that, yeah, while you may age may weary us, it certainly doesn't dull the fight. So yeah. this is a a punk band. They were uh, called Razor, and the song is called Task. Righto, you kids. I heard you swearing. I'm putting you up. Good little song, isn't it? That's freaking awesome. You know what? I'm just thinking, you talked about the Fitzgerald Inquiry before, and people, when they think about that, they think, oh, you know, it's all the political moves to get to this point. But really, the roots of all that dissent starts with bands and young kids like that going out in public and singing the truth. And and that's what builds that... that, That the pro- that was what builds the protest, and eventually yeah. that filters upwards into into the people that can make, actually go and make the change. But without yeah. without bands like that, like the Saints and those guys, actually yeah. going there and singing about the truth, getting out and protesting—that's why we protest. It Absolutely, does a, it does make a difference. And Brisbane actually had a, a a thriving punk scene, as I'm sure most cities in Australia did. But um, I might get the 
band's wrong, but there were massive confrontations. I, I think that it might have been the Dead Kennedys that played here one time. Right. Or, or it was either the Dead Kennedys or the Damned. Okay. And it just, like front page news the next day, you know, the punks and... Yeah, and oh, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna end the world. Yeah. Because their kids so having just, a bit of fun. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so that was... Um, just a once again, it's just an amazing little part of Brisbane, and I would encourage anyone who's listening who wants to share some Sydney history or Melbourne history or well, Adelaide those guys history. remind me of Radio Birdman, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, with from Perth, I think originally Radio Birdman, is that right? Um, I think Lovelock is, yeah, 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 absolutely. So that was um, Razor. Now, this next band is probably going to get the shits with me because I'm going to play a song that they probably tried to distance themselves away from. So this is a band called President's Eleven. and President's they... Eleven. I'm writing some of these down, Tony. Because so, <laughs> when I go finish this podcast, I'm going to go back to my guests. They're going to say, what songs did you play? <laughs> President's so, pre- Eleven. Yeah, so these guys, and once again, around the suburb of Corinda. So these guys came out of Corinda. So, you know, you look at the Saints, they were Corinda, Oxley, Inala, so it's, and I'm sure that there's pockets of suburbs everywhere where these musos. It sounds like from, a cricket team, Tatum. It does. The President's uh, Eleven. President's Eleven. <laughs> so they started life as, funnily enough, a punk band, and they played a lot of covers. Yeah. But they they started to evolve, and the song that I'm going to play is a song called "Summer Vacation," which is a real little, well, for one of another word, it's a pop song. And um, it made uh, the top, it was number one in the top 100 for Triple Z up here in 84. And I'm positive it went two years in a row, but once again, happy to be proved wrong. Are we in the 80s here? We're in the 80s, um, 84. They put out this album, uh, it was an EP, sorry, called Hold On. Yep. And um, that's what the guys look like. So they started life as a... Yeah, so they started life as a punk band. They put out this uh, this song called Summer Vacation. And it's a song people just love. And once again, really representative of Brisbane, even though the band desperately tried to, in many ways, distance themselves from it. Okay. Um, so this is Summer Vacation by President Celeste.
Forget my aggravations, forget my aggravations. Living in city situations, living in city desperation. Take a summer vacation, take a summer vacation. Let's go. far removed from punk isn't it how powerful is cox internet so powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard get gig speeds powered by fiber from cox it's internet built for tomorrow today Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Millions of our nation's veterans deal with PTSD every day. VA's PTSD consultation program is easy to use and here to help you treat these veterans. Providers like you can access free consultation with expert clinicians, free continuing education, and free resources to help you assess and treat veterans. To learn more, visit ptsd.va.gov slash consult. It's a weird sort of thing, yeah. I'm not sure what sort of style it is. It's got the bass line from Love Cats. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but once again, just loved by the people. And um, I, I noticed on one of the um, Brisbane band pages, someone posted it up as uh you know that video from youtube and um people just that hundreds of comments saying i love that song i love that song and then when you read about the band who were then trying to distance themselves hold on their ep was actually really well received critically but they had production issues with it so apparently the album was melting i think so yeah very interesting okay. times <clears throat> so that was different yeah, it was different. I'm going to play... I won't do much of an intro because we're still really hopeful that we'll be talking to this particular person in the coming weeks. But this is a band called The Screaming Tribesmen. And before everyone gets up and say, Tony, they're a Sydney band. They were formed in Brisbane in 81 Ooh. by Mick Madu. It's like State of Origin. It is. He's a <laughs> Queenslander. Uh, John Hartley was on bass. Murray Shepherd, um, you know, Brad Shepherd's brother was on um, drums. They came out of the Fun Things, which was pretty much the same sort of band, but had Ron Pino in there. And as you know, Ron Pino's just got uh, one of the songwriter extraordinaires in Brisbane. Um, and this is a song that was co-written by Madhu and Pino. And once again, just a mainstay of the Triple Z Hot 100 it's just a, a song that is really typical and really representative of Brisbane. That's a song called Igloo. So. This is <laughs>
song's about tony um <clears throat> i actually read a little bit about pino the words came to him one night because i think pino gets credited with a lot of the lyrics right. out of that particular song yep and um i it was really about like he just woke up with that you know the chorus how it goes it's all white yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. And the song evolved from there. So, okay. but I am looking forward to talking with. Yeah, we'll Nick find out about what that song is fundamentally about yeah. because it's um and that that song just the way it goes, it's like an anthem song to me. It's you could imagine a hundred thousand people at um, Wembley singing along to to that particular song. It's just got that real anthem you feel and when you sit back and you look at a lot of the other tribesmen stuff that came out after that it's really punchy rock and roll yeah whereas that's a really layered sort of a song so you can see i i think the pino influence is really clearly in that one okay very similar to their next song that they put out which was called a stand alone so i think ron had a, a bit in that as well and then, um, so it's a little bit more moody, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So that was the tribes when they relocated to Sydney in 83. So they did effectively become a Sydney band, but um, but we will take them as a Queenslander. Now, the next band, seriously, four years, fundamentally, they, they produced music as the Riptides, right? So anyone out there from Queensland will know the Riptides. So they they formed around 77 and they had a couple of cracks at, at different bands. They became the numbers for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there was a band in Sydney, Sydney called The Numbers. So they, oh, they that's maybe back. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, okay. So they actually released their, their first song as The Numbers. So, And their first song is the one that I'll be playing tonight. And they changed to The Riptides. Uh, Mark Callahan was the real brainchild by it. There was a uh, Robert Vickers, once again, who ended up playing with the go-betweens, was one of those people. Michael Hiron was one of the Riptides. He played with um, 
pineapples from the dawns of time. So it becomes a real incentuous little place. They um, reformed in 87 and put out a live album called Riptides Resurface. And once again, just an absolute rip snorter. I, I remember seeing them at the Roxy at um, in the Valley and it was just, just full on. And um, I, I hadn't seen them in their 79 to 83 sort of period. Yep. But to see him in '87 was almost like um, it was just so so awesome. And once again, they reformed in uh, 2007 yeah. for Pig City. But so. I mean, that's early, like '70s. Wow, you know, that's that's yeah. that's like the Saints. That's that's early, early. Yeah, it's inter- another little interesting fact. Callahan, so Buzz Bistrop from the Angels yes. produced a, produced a bit of the Riptide stuff, and okay. then. Callahan started Ganga Jang with Bidstrup. Yes. And it was interesting. I saw Ganga Jang probably two years ago now. And um, Cal played a number of cover versions from other band members of previous bands that okay. they'd been in. Didn't touch the Riptides, and, okay. um, which I found really quite strange because I'm sure that I, as well as many other people, would have been waiting to hear an old Riptides tune. Well, especially, yeah, especially Brisbane people, yeah. Yeah, so this song's uh, called 77 Sunset Strip. Oh, yeah. I think I've um, tried to provide as much of a broad section as I could. You and, know, what, um, uh, that, that they're trying to uh, that that clip there. Yeah, they're they're doing the Beach Boys. Yeah, don't you reckon? 
when they were they were sort a surf of, band. That's a that's a surf song. Yeah. They they were viewed by many as a surf band, but I don't reckon yeah. Cal's gone in the surf ever. In his no, life. but I mean, just the look, and even the drummer has got the the Beach Boys had their famous strip where they all wore those yeah. stripes down there. The drummer's wearing that. Yeah, and I mean yeah. obviously the Riptides and Sunset Strip. Yeah, wow. It's, uh, and, and he's got the. Did you notice he's wearing same glasses as me? Oh, so <laughs> so you've got you've got taste of Mark Callahan back in the <laughs> early eighties. <laughs> That's funny, too. So, um, Riptide's put out a song. I, I think one of their only songs that like got some sort of semblance on a charts is a song called Hearts and Flowers. And uh, it's just, it, it would be described as a, a little bit slower, but a little bit, it, it's a nice little pop song. But um, that was the Riptide. So, I'm going to finish with um, the only band that I could finish with. And Yeah, know. I'm already writing it down. Uh, so this is the saints and you know when you think about the history of the saints when you think about how they started you think about you know who they were at the beginning you know when when i look at this film clip i I see a fresh-faced ed cooper i see a fresh-faced chris bailey and i really truly wondered what they were, they were there just to play music, I'm sort of thinking. And if they were to be transported, say, 50 years in, in time, and like Bruce Springsteen did a Saint song as a cover. Yeah, well, this is because this is a whole other level of songwriting. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to put down any of the bands you've played, you know, before this, but this is a, as far as the songwriting goes. Mm, yeah. yeah, and continue to improve. And of course, yeah. Ed Cooper left the Saints. Um, but when you look at Ed, in once again in this video clip, he is just the typical sort of guitarist. Mm. And he joined. He started a band called the Laughing Clowns, who put out one of the great Australian songs called "Eternally Yours." Right. And then he had um, did a number of different Ed Cooper type things. And I went to see him once at uh, with his band at East Leagues Club. And me and my mate Scotty and how are you, Scotty and Sack? I hope you're listening to this. But um, me and my mate Scotty, all we wanted to do was make him laugh because he's such a serious muso, Ed Cooper, just really. And we just couldn't do it. We were right there staring at him, just trying to make him laugh. And he's just so focused. So serious. But here is um, The Saints. This is the song that started it all for them. And it's interesting. They um, they were picked up in the UK because of this song. No one in Australia wanted to release it, so they had to release it independently. Um, they went to the UK, and they were, the UK were expecting, you know, the ripped jeans, the mohawks, you know. And, uh, and Chris Bailey and the boys walked in, and they were just... Uh, for one of another word, bogans from Brisbane. So uh, this is they were real uh, fucking punks, man. <laughs> <laughs> their music was, they're, they're, and they they didn't give a shit, you know. And and once again, have a look at Bailey here, and then just Chris Bailey, and then just think about the impact that he has had. Think about the impact Chris, um, sorry, Ed Cooper's had, and you see these guys as fresh faced people, not understanding what's going to happen to them throughout their life.
Bailey, what a look. He's got the jacket on and a T-shirt. That's oh. so... Oh. <laughs> what a look. And pe- people wear that now. I, I... And his hair. His hair <laughs> over his eyes. I, I reckon I went to high school with at least eight people that looked like Chris Bailey. Oh, man. So... That's killer. Uh, it's a, and what Love a great it. song. What an yeah. awesome song. So, And very, very simple song. So that was um, Songs That Shape Brisbane. So I hope that everyone enjoyed that. And... Of course, I'm not saying they're the best. I'm not saying they're the most definitive songs. I'm sure that everyone's got their own musical taste. But to me, that's all part of the eclectic um, Mate, I think you captured. I think you captured a time 
in Brisbane where people were so frustrated with the government and with pe- people felt like they were stranded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's, that's why that song is the one because that that's exactly how fit, I get, I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, I was a bit young for, for 77, 78 when that was, you know. Well, that's even it was, earlier, is it? 76, is it? Uh, it's 77, it even yeah. 77, yeah, so I think bit, the Saints were. I was a bit young for that. They... I'm only 10 or 12, but yeah, uh, yeah it must have been so. You, I, you've perfectly captured Brisbane in the mm. early, late 70s, early 80s with that. I, I think um, also anyone who lived in Brisbane at the time, that um, opening song from, uh, from the opening lyrics from Strandeds, where he's talking about I'm on the midnight train. Yeah, people knew that trains didn't run past eleven o'clock. So you if you're in the city, if you're in the city and you miss the eleven o'clock train, you fucked. You were stranded. stranded. You were stranded. So that's great. And, and Chris, uh, I've heard him talk about that's one of the main reasons where the song came from because yeah, you know, Brisbane was it was certainly not a twenty four seven city. So yeah, oh, so really good, mate. I loved it. Yeah, I was glad you enjoyed it. So I hope everyone else did. And if you've got any comments around what I missed and what I didn't miss, uh, ups and downs, voodoo last there, there, you know, there was a band called Dirk and the Rebels and they were a bit of a takeoff of um, uh, like a Tom, like he modelled himself on Tom Petty. And uh, I actually used to work at um, McDonald's in the city with a young Dirk back in the day so there are so many brisbane bands i'm sure that well, there's so many sydney bands so I, the i think you've set a good precedent here i think we can build on this brisbane little thing yeah and I, i'm seeing in the future tony where we do one with where we just go the into the future a little bit more from where you've been and we, <laughs> and we do and we do Powderfinger. yeah yeah reg, regurgitator yeah uh fucking custard yeah well Powderfinger willingly and knowingly and acknowledge the bands that came before him and i'm sure custard do too and 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 the gurge yeah surely and open invitation to anyone who wants to talk about sydney music around the same time you know we'd be talking spy versus spy we'd be talking some of those bands and you know sunny boys and now when you hear about music venues more and more of them are closing you get really quite yes despondent because you think where are these bands going to come from where is this energy where is this industry going to come from so right am i doing the seven inch yeah you go first i'm I'm going right across the country okay cool right across the other side i'm pretty sure these guys from perth actually i'm actually i'm sure they're from perth but they yeah had a few hits and they it's an album i think you have tony and it's an album i have it's an album i love it's one of my favorite albums oh it is and uh I'm, it's. I know this is singles, so I'm going to do singles. But I thought I'd do all the three that I've, I've managed to scrounge and find and dig <laughs> through music record stores from yeah. Sydney to Melbourne to Brisbane to Adelaide. So I'm going to do it. I've got uh, the boys when you're lonely. Yeah, yeah. People don't what? know who this band is. Just freaking look it up. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. The I've unfortunate got... thing with them is that they're not on streaming platforms, and I, I wish they were because their music is just so powerful. The boys, way oh, way oh, way oh. Yeah, yeah. And the rarest of the rare, I think. Maybe there's another one. Hurt me, baby. Yeah. 
Yeah. Look at that cover. And every single song on that album, and I know you've got the album, I've got it on CD, every single song is a rip snorter. It's a cracker. Yeah. <laughs> just It's just one of the best ever albums put out in Australia, without I, a doubt. I compare it, and this is, this is not like, it's not because of the genre of music, but you know how if you listen to Fleetwood Mac Rumours, every song is a banger. Mm. I, and I was, I'll go out on the ledge and say every song on this is just a, is a banger. It's not the same sort of music. It's Oz rock. It's yeah. If you if you had to meet an alien and say, what what does Australian music from that time sound? You know, Oz rock sound like? I'd just play this album. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up, people, please. Yeah, they actually had a little bit of chart success too, if they I did. remember. Yeah, they're rightly. on count. They're on countdown yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, so if you but, look them up, they're on YouTube, definitely. So, yeah. and um, maybe we should do a whole show based around the boys. We should just do that album. Yeah. Play that whole right. album. <laughs> and I'll tell you about every song. <laughs> now, I'm going to share a bit of a story about this one. The okay. um, the uh, Triple J Hottest 100 came and went recently, as yes. we know. And, and the number one song was a um, cover version that would, had been put together by... The Wiggles. Yes. And um, there was a little bit of a discussion on the Lime Spiders page. Oh, yeah? What did they say? Uh, Mick Blood wasn't incredibly impressed that the Wiggles were now the Triple J Hottest 100. Um, and that being said, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. There was a lot of people that agreed. Some people didn't, you know. It, but the funny and interesting thing is, you know, I sort of made a bit of a comment and Mick and I have connected, which may give you a bit of a hint about what may be coming up soon in the show. But um, but this was where the Wiggles initially came from. And the Wiggles were, in fact, well, the majority of the Wiggles were the cockroaches back in the 80s and the early 90s. And this is a one of their singles called Another Night Alone. And you can so see some. We've got Jeff was in there, wasn't he? Yeah, and Jeff um, Fat. Yeah, uh, and, and Anthony Paul. Yeah, yeah, and then the the brother here was one of the the main movers as to why they went that way. Yeah, and he and he became Pete, he became Captain Feathersword. Yeah, <laughs> so um, and these two, I think um, Henry and Robinson, I think the bass player's name was. Yeah. Um, but they were so much fun to see live. Yeah, I saw, so, I, well, I supported them. Did you really? At the sound show, yep. That would have been so much fun. They were great, man. They went off. That was Townsville sound show. And the first time I ever saw them was at a suburban pub in Brisbane. And it was one of them, the lead singer, John, I think, was a... Mm. If I've got the names wrong, I'm sorry. But I, I'm sure John was... He was a school teacher. Yes. So when, So whenever they toured and it was... And John was in school. Of course, he couldn't yeah. tour. So the other brother would just step up and be the lead singer. Yeah, and which so, is Anthony. <laughs> yeah. So the and they were just they were just so much fun. You know, yeah. wait up is is another great song. Um, uh, Saturday Look, night. It's just, a great song they covered the Wiggles. Yeah, I think. And I, I mean, I don't, I, I'm, I don't care either way. It's a good it's a good song they covered. They did a good job of covering it. Yeah. I, I actually like that whole. Top ten. I, I don't know if you listened to the whole top ten. I made sure I did. Yeah. 
play them, and I played it to my wife as well, the whole top ten. I even I'm, like the song by, um, what's his face, with, with Justin Bieber. I think that's a great little mm, pop song as well. I mean, I'm a I sucker think, for a pop song, so. I think Triple J have certainly hit something really, really strongly in respect of uh, like a version. It's, uh, yeah. It resonates with people. Every song's slightly different to the original. It's giving people a bit more awareness. Mm. So I think that, yeah, at the end and of if, the day... And if, and if you think about the, the age group that, that tunes into Triple J now, I know that yeah. I know I, I still do, and you probably still do as well, tune into Triple mm. J. Uh, they all grew up with the Wiggles, that age group. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it so, wouldn't have, it yeah, wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been hard much. to vote for it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's show 49. Well so done. A good show, Tony. We've got show 50 and next week, and we're hoping it's a cracker for you all. So cool. I don't want to announce it. I don't want to jinx it. But um, hopefully it's going to be something that's a little bit different and something that's a bit full on. So okay. um, coming up in re- – we are talking with uh, – there's um, a, a record store here in Brisbane. The owners have been in the game for 30, 40, 50 years, I think. So oh, I look forward we'll to be, that. It's we'll be, be talking good. with them. There's a lady over at um, Minjurabar, which is North Stradley Island, which most people know about, North Stradbroke, um, who does sound therapy. So I'm really, and but she's also does country music. So she's uh, she's. I'm really looking forward to speaking with her. Um, Mick Madu's still there, so we're still talking with Mick. And so we've got a couple of really great shows that are going to be coming up. There's a Brisbane band called the Mangroves. Um, seriously, it's one of the biggest um, fun piss take bands I've I've heard for a long, long time. Really good musicians. Um, and they also do another podcast around the suburbs of Brisbane. So we'll see how that one goes. But that's what's coming up. As you know, follow us on Facebook, uh, YouTube. We've got put all our shows up there. Um, and thanks for tuning in. In the words of um, Jagger and Richards, it's only rock and roll. But, but I love, love it. it. <laughs> <laughs> see yous. See ya. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 